This is episode 35. We wrap up this season on how to love ourselves well. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, hello, hello. Andrew. How you doing? Hello. How goes it? You know, pretty good, man. Pretty good. It is, uh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. I'm well caffeinated, and I'm here with you. No complaints. What about you? Yeah, I was super excited. Sorry, I'm chewing on something. I apologize for this listening. How dare um, you? Super excited when you said, hey, I'm going to be late for the recording. Because then I was like, I can go get coffee. So I did. So I'm enjoying nice. my pour over. Nice. Of, um, I think it's Nicaragua. Ooh. From Loyal, maybe? If not Loyal. Nice. Somewhere else. I don't remember Could, where else I have coffee from. Some other great coffee good. place. Yeah. That's so killer. We actually ran. We started the day this morning. I came out and um, there was like this much coffee in the pot, like, you know, no. like four cups worth, maybe not actual cups, just cups on the side of the coffee pot. I'm oh, like, yeah. Jana, is that is that still brewing? Like, did it get paused? And she's like, no, I brewed all of the coffee in our house. <laughs> like, oh. oh, no. So today has That's been a, a tea day. caffeine day for me because I was like. You have that. I'll drink tea. It's okay. Yeah, tea's just not strong enough. Doesn't have that yeah. punch, but yeah, it smells I, like it does. Yeah, like, I like, like oh, Earl Grey. So good. Loose okay. leaf Earl Grey. That's good. It's you're right. It's still like not old, like a good like Nicaraguan pour over or yeah. Like it's not Earl Grey. Old Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not as strong, but it's still it it it'll get you through on a no other option type of day. You put a little like whiskey in it in the morning. I would assume. <laughs> yeah, just only on work days. A um, couple ounces of whiskey. A um, nice. couple ounces, half and a half. That's it. Nice. <laughs> That's all I take in my tea. Uh, nice. Oh, man. Dude, we live in a crazy world. Um, yes. Like, yes. our world is imploding on itself, which we knew was going to happen. Uh, it was inevitable. Uh, all all science led to implosion, uh, no matter mm -hmm. who won the presidency. Mm -hmm. And now we're just living in that day. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've stopped it's reading weird. the news. Because uh, two things. It depresses me and it pisses me yes. off. Uh, yeah. so no, no news reading, uh, anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Facebook's fine because like my Facebook feed's pretty curated. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I haven't followed a lot of, or started, stopped reading a lot of posts from people from a long time ago. So, yeah. um, that's fair. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I think it's worth saying this. Get no chickens side, and a garden. <laughs> <laughs> chickens, a garden and start stocking up folks. Uh, it's kind of how it feels power. though. All right, go ahead. What were you going to say? But I'm I'm serious, but I'm not serious. But you should get chickens in the garden. It's good to have. Oh, dude, I went grocery shopping on Sunday. Uh, yeah. And there was a lot of people stocking up on, on canned foods. And like to the point, I like, mean, the lady in front yeah. of me had had bins, like, like storage bins that she brought to pack Jeez. full of her. People are freaking wow. out. Um, At a minimum, get some seeds. <laughs> So you can't grow a garden. And I'm not joking. Like, I just feel like 
not that everything's gonna go off the rails but there's just like one it's super cathartic because dude i went through the phase of of being super about the news and following to like probably too closely <laughs> like you were leading into this last election i was doing that in the one before where i was like every day way too focused on that and i got to the point where i was like okay like this is just depressing like this is just like bringing me down or giving me anxiety at some level like i'm just not gonna follow as close and then i have been trying to fill that i i don't know i've been trying to just focus on new things so chickens are fun to have uh and they give you eggs um so that's cool yeah i just found out you can get a leash yeah yeah there's chickens can go south but you can i found my wife sent me a leash like a harness that goes around them that you can take your chickens on walks with so i really might buy that um (laughs) and then a garden is like dude i don't know if you've ever grown plants and stuff but i i love having a garden like i got so many tomatoes last summer it was stinking awesome and uh yeah looking forward to spring because of that when you said you should go get seeds, I was thinking, like, all you would eat are things that came from a garden. That sounds miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. No matter what, what side of the aisle you're on, um, in, your, in your views and what you're frustrated by, and lots of misinformation out there, lots of horrible uh, news reporting. Um, it's just bad everywhere. Uh, I, I think it helps us as followers of Jesus take into account, hey, where do we find and put in our trust and our hope yeah. for our future? Mm-hmm. Because our world can, our, the United States can implode on itself and um, mm-hmm. you can go, you know, to a socialist, you know, fascist state of, um, you know, there's no real information getting out and all those kinds of things and you can go the other way as well and um, feel like your world being taken away from you but the reality is it's time to start a revolution like that the gospel continues some people are yeah yeah Yeah. the gospel the gospel is still here jesus is still on his throne um Mm -hmm. and you can put your hope and trust in there even if life completely changes for us and you have to go through that change and um you know it's a process but at the same time like hope doesn't change um you look at you know a communist state like you know china and the church has exploded because the gospel yeah. really is hope. Um, this is what Jesus did for you to restore relationship with himself, not to give you everything you want in this life, uh, but yeah. definitely to give you a, a peace and a security um, when the world around you is falling apart. Um, yeah. So that that's my, that's my push to you is um, if nothing else, evaluate where you're putting your trust and your hope. And if you're getting terrified and freaked out uh, of the events that have taken place over the last a week or so, or even months, if if you went back that far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that your trust, your hope, isn't in our politicians, isn't in the, our government, um, isn't in the democracy. Um, our mm-hmm. our hope and our, our trust is in Jesus and Jesus alone. Um, and if we hold yeah. on to that, most of the things that are happening right now, you kind of just laugh at. And you're like, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Now, there's some things happening that you're like, yeah, that's going to definitely ruin our democracy. Uh, mm. But... You know, my, you know, as much as I want our democracy to stay intact because I think it's better for our country, uh, mm-hmm. it's also not defining for me. Like Jesus and, and yeah. my relationship with Jesus is the thing that defines. So if everything else falls apart yeah. or goes to shit, then you're just like, well, Jesus is yeah. still Jesus and he's still on his throne. We're going to be 100%. okay. 100%. Uh, yeah. 
And if we put our trust and hope in that, I think you're going to be okay. Those listening. Yeah. And real practically, if you're anything, if you're anything like me or like Josh, uh, if you're a person and you're spending a ton you're of a your human time being and if, you're breathing, if you're a human who's not a psychopath and you're spending tons <laughs> of time reading news and that isn't your job, um, unless you literally work in news oh, or a journalist job. or something, if you had to read everything, oh. but like, if you don't have to, then consider cutting that in half this week and then half again the next week. And like, yeah. you could get by on just the headlines every once in a while. Like, it, it, Jana and I, my wife and I were talking uh, just, I don't know, two days ago. And it's like, you know, it can feel like we're in the craziest time ever. Um, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Like, think about World War One and Two when, like, the draft was happening, multiple drafts in Vietnam and, like, people going and dying and just, yeah. create like, whole factories being switched to make bullets mm -hmm. and clothing and, like, like, crazy amounts of change really fast. That's happened forever, you know, in different ways. But right now, we're so connected to everything. It feels like it's all, like, right in your face. Yeah. Um, but... The beautiful thing about that is we can choose to be disconnected a little bit. Yep. Like, you know, um, just choose to take the Apple News off app off your uh, off your yep. home screen or whatever or disable yep. notifications from it. That might get you a long ways. And uh, well, if you haven't disabled social media, disable notifications yeah. on majority of your apps at this point, like you're losing yeah, a life. Dude, I basically only get like dings and rings from text messages and phone calls yep, at this point because it. it's like Everything there's just way off. too much. That's it's not true. Way too much. Uh, NHL news. NHL. The NHL app still dings my phone. But other than that, okay. Else and is... I'm this close. I know this is controversial because I'm a Christian, but I'm this close to fully disabling all Bible app notifications because it was like oh, six yesterday, and I'm like yeah. Bible app. You're fine, yep. but you're just supposed to be a Bible. I don't want you to be my social network and yep. all this stuff. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> you no, know? thanks. So, anyway, man. So, yeah, I'm good, but you're you're 100% right. Jesus is where our hope is, and he's still on his throne. And that's yep. that that changes a lot of stuff in how you view the world. That's for sure. Yep. And you have to be protective on what you let in, like what you let into yeah. your sphere and what you let into... Because it's going to change your opinion about things. Like, let's be honest. All yeah. of our politicians on both sides of the aisle right now are gaslighting the American public. <laughs> they're, they're saying things that are 100% not true uh, yeah. in ways that are in, enticing more and more hatred for the other side. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's not helpful to anybody. So if you're listening to to those individuals, you got to stop. It's it's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to the kingdom. It's It's not helpful. Um, to creating unity with inside the church because um, like if we don't stay unified, you know, let's be honest, uh, the church is going to be the next thing that's attacked. Um, so if we don't stay unified, yeah. you, you like that, that's the issue. And we don't unify over crazy shit because no one wants to unify over crazy stuff. <laughs> unify <laughs> over the gospel and the kingdom. Crazy people doing crazy right. thing and chasing after conspiracy theories. Like, no, nobody mm -hmm. wants to unify over that stuff. It's nuts. Um, 
right. we unify over the gospel uh-huh. and over Jesus, and we choose to agree to disagree about certain things, and that's okay. Um, but that's yep. what we hold on to. Like, I deleted Facebook uh, off my phone. I didn't delete Instagram. I tried to, but then I was like, oh, what do I do when I'm bored? Um, <laughs> and it's Instagram, because I'm not reading the news right now. So, uh, right. But I deleted my right. TikTok account. I deleted Snapchat. Uh, yeah. I actually yeah. disabled all those accounts. Um, cause yeah, I don't yeah. need more of it. Yeah. I thought about starting a TikTok recently and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm no, I'm not doing that. Um, no, so TikTok's, no TikTok's, a but hole. dude, something I like hole. about Jesus that is probably important to like about the one that you're, you know, kind of following, uh, <laughs> and that you're saying that's God's son. Um, yeah, but something about him, like, I just love that in different seasons, in different times, um, Bible verses will just spring to, to my mind and I'm sure to your yeah. mind and just ring way more true, not even way more true, just make sense to me in a new way, you know, and like John 16, 33, um, I've told you these things so that you may have peace, but in this world, you're going to have trouble. You may have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Just so simple, like, hey, I've told you these things, all of John, because that's John 16. I've told you all these things so that you can have some peace, you know, but take heart because you're not going to have peace in this world, but I've overcome it already. Um, It's already done and you can live in that reality. And uh, man, I had this, I know I told you about this, Josh, but uh, a few days ago, um, maybe five or six days ago at this point, I was like brushing my teeth right before going to bed. And I noticed this weird bump on my stomach, um, like super weird. And anyway, I, you know, that night, like it is a medical thing, but it's, it's fine. Um, basically it's just like what your body will do when you get an injury, um, like covers it up and then it shrinks down and it's okay. Um, it's called a samosa. Um, but I'm calling it my Samoa, like a Girl Scout cookie, because it's right in that region. Mm. Um, it's like where all Those my Samoas go. Too. Um, yeah, they are. But but in that moment, like my I told my wife, and I sh- I should have waited till morning. But I was like, if I don't tell her right now that I just noticed this thing, I'm gonna be freaking out, and I'm also gonna feel like I'm hiding something from her, you know. And I'm anyway. So I told her, and of course, she immediately was like well, you need to up your life insurance because I'm already single parenting <laughs> right now and not trying to get <laughs> all that stuff. That sounds like um, but, but she was freaked out. And like, there was this moment where I was like, crap, like, do I, do I have some type of weird cancer in my stomach or kidney or abdomen or whatever? Like, is this something that, is it a tumor? Is it going to kill me? What, what is Web, that? What did WebMD say? I said I you should web md actually just immediately recommended a funeral home wow <laughs> it's just like here That's you a go rough one. um here's a you can what just a buy this website to hack right like <laughs> oh, if you want to really screw with people hack WebMD <laughs> and just like start sending them to yeah funeral homes or like okay yeah you know, on hey, top here's, of here's everything quick links for obituaries that that uh, might be the one like, thing that breaks our nation right now yeah. is if somebody actually because everyone's that hitting out, like, webmd 
Dude, that's terrible. They're like, oh, my toes smell funny. It's like, you need a funeral home. What? You Wait, need, what? Here's, here's, type in your zip code. We'll recommend a few. <laughs> you can prepay. Um, you can prepay. But, dude, but no, I, I did legitimately, you know, I'm like, I'm physically a pretty healthy guy. Like, I don't have that stuff happen often. So I had just a moment of like, crap, like, am I actually sick? in some big way like is something wrong with me that i didn't know about um and i immediately think of all the implications you know but um it was cool i just uh i just prayed about it and i was like god i know you're in control i don't know what that is i'm gonna find out i am blessed that i can go to a doctor even more uh thankful that my sister is in in the medical world and my mom you know so they they're a wealth of knowledge on that stuff but but it was like i, I as i think back on it knowing what i now know about this that it's not a big deal um i just like it would have been easy to go to a place of hopelessness and it would have been really mm -hmm. easy to be freaked out and be up all night and and all of those things but like and I'm, I don't say this to brag. I just say it out of thankfulness. Like my hope is in Jesus, you know, like that's where my hope is. So things can happen to me, to my body that I wouldn't want if that was a terrible thing. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want that. Uh, nobody does. I don't wish that for anybody, but it's like things are going to happen. <laughs> like, don't worry. You're not going to have peace in this world, mm -hmm. but take heart because Jesus has already overcome this world. Um, and mm -hmm. you can live in that. So I don't know, well, man. It's all perspective, it's, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the problem, and this might be more of an American problem or a Western world problem. Um, but like we get this vision of what our future is going to look like in our head. Uh, and then we chase after that vision. And that's great for ambition. It's great for completing goals. It's great for being successful. Um, but what it's not great for is what happens when that vision doesn't come to be or something drastically changes uh, your life. So your future can't be that vision. Um, and I, this yeah. kind of goes back to what we talked about last episode of like, we, we have to hold things loosely and whether they're mm -hmm. relationships or whether they're dreams in our lives. And it's great to have dreams. It's great to, but it's also another thing of like, well, maybe that's not the dream Jesus wanted me to have, or mm -hmm. maybe the dream that Jesus w did have for me isn't going to play out the way that I thought it was going to play out. It's going to play out this way. And that's, that's totally. even better. Um, like yeah. I think of, you know, we had a conversation before we hit record of, um, someone that, you know, that lost their job through COVID, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and all the shutdowns and the cutbacks and all those things that happened to the economy. And, yeah. and, um, you know, now this individual's in a, in even a better role, making more money with, uh, better chances company. for advancement that, <laughs> yeah. that would it. never have happened if you just mm -hmm. gave up. Like, cause that's the other option, right? Like he could have yeah. just been, Yeah. Yeah, that you know, I'm too old. I can't find another job. I'm done. Like, mm -hmm. screw this, and we're gonna go live yeah. in the woods. Uh, yeah. But instead, like, <laughs> you know, you got back up. It's the same thing with our sin, right? Like, hmm. you know, you know, Paul's words of I, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. Um, yeah. And you find yourself sinning and, and screwing up in that moment, and you know, it's easy to say, you know, woe is me, I suck as a human being, this and that. But no, Christianity is all about of getting back up and trying again. Um, we yeah. don't, we don't stop. Um, I was watching a documentary this week on the lone survivor story. So that movie, hmm. um, I don't remember who was in it. Um, but the dude that survived Afghanistan, the Navy seal. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I, I should I was, know the I was name, watching but the documentary I know of the actual guy. Um, hmm. 
and he was kind of telling his story and he made a comment in there. I thought was, was brilliant was, you know, cause they were training early on before they ever got into the Navy seal training um, and even Navy boot camp to be Navy seals. Like this is what they wanted to do. So him and his brother kind of pursued this with some kind of training regiment. Um, but he made a comment in there. He's like, you know, if one day I failed at completing some task, you know, in my training, I couldn't figure out, um, it wasn't beat myself up and, um, I'm a failure. It was, no, I just, I'm gonna figure it out tomorrow. Um, Hmm. so there's this mentality of just like, no, you got to get back up. Like one, that's what successful people do Two, That's what healthy people do. Like it's not, woe is me. It shouldn't be our first response. It's, no, 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 yeah. I'm going to get back up because Jesus did die for my sins. He died on the cross. And this is segueing into our conversation for today. But, uh, yeah. you know, he did die on the cross to forgive me of those sins and restore a relationship. So there's no sin that can hold me back. There's no sin that can change my future uh, if I choose to um, and not change your future in the small sense, but in the big sense of like you're yeah. still his. Nothing's going to change that. Um, it could change your future in terms of this life. But um, uh, there's that piece of it like. You know, are we just going to get back up and we can get back and try again? Um, or are we just going to give up? Um, and I think that's where we, we find ourselves in a lot of trouble is I think there's a lot of people today just giving up. Yeah. They feel like they can't get their dream back. They feel like they're not worth it. They feel like they, they're just too much of a failure. They feel like they just have too many problems or mental health issues going on uh, that they can't get their mm-hmm. life back. Um, and I think that kind of leads into our conversation today as we finish this up of, um, you know, how do we love ourselves well so we can be loved by God and loved by people and then return that love as well? Um, yeah, man, yeah. that's, I think that's a great point and it's a great way to segue kind of into, um, into our topic for today. And people, if you're listening, sorry, that was, that was not our probably typical lighthearted, uh, start. Um, no, but that wasn't. I don't know. But we just, that's what we were talking about beforehand. And, you know, I, like one of the things, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm struggling with my thoughts because I'm thinking too, too quickly as I speak, but, you know, we've, we've talked about all these attributes of love for the last, I think, 13 episodes now. Um, and, uh, through the lens of first Corinthians, 15 episodes. Wow. Through the, through the lens of first Corinthians 13, one through eight. But really, I was thinking about this, we really only covered one through seven. Um, and I wonder if we kind of talk about this idea of forgiving yourself and loving yourself by being willing to forgive yourself through verse eight, which simply says, love never fails. Um, it is like to me that that speaks of perseverance. And when you're looking at it from the end of how do I forgive myself so that I can love other people well and be in relationship with other people? Well, um, y- love doesn't fail. It, it, it continues. It is persevere. It, it perseveres. It pushes forward. And, you know, like you were saying, it's like, it, it's probably a lot easier to say, I'm just going to give up on that dream. I'm going to give up on that person. I'm going to stop. Because I've pushed it, I've pushed, and I feel like everything is fall that, that the bottom has fallen out. You know, like there, I've done all I can do. I'm out. You know, but the reality is, in my experience, it's like when you when you stop doing something, it's way harder to restart than it was if you nope. just kept going. Um, whether you be physically running, uh, for me, I was thinking about this even the other day. Like 
I love doing woodworking projects. I haven't done one in like three months and I have a couple small ones to do. And to me, it was like, whew, like it feels like a heavy lift just to restart them because I got to get all my mm. tools out. got to get reorganized, got to go find stuff, all of that. But the reality is if I had just kind of kept that habit going yeah. of doing them every now and again, I'd have all my tools prepped. I'd know exactly where my things are and it'd just be plug and play, you know, get the lumber, yeah. get going. Um, so I don't know. It just feels like uh, it's a lot harder to push to kind of restart something than it is to just yeah. keep it going, um, even if you're going at a at a light pace. So I don't know. Love never fails. Well, like, like kind of, yeah. There's yeah. also this concept out there that like you're gonna get lulls in life. Like even if you're chasing after dreams, like you're gonna have setbacks. It's inevitable. Whether you're starting mm -hmm. a business or um, starting a new pursuit individually. Um, or starting, you know, some kind of movement, like there's always going to be lulls. There's always going to be setbacks. No one has a success story of like, okay, maybe <laughs> Chipotle up until the E. coli thing. That's one story where it's like, it just yeah. worked. Um, it's been a huge but, setback though for the last like yeah. four, three, four years for them. Yeah. They're but just most now people, getting back on their feet. Most people yeah. when they're starting out have pretty major setbacks um, in the get-go. Uh, Seth Godin, who's a marketing guru guy, and mm -hmm. he might not be called that anymore he's kind of expanded his yeah. his expertise but uh, has a book called the dip um, and it's this whole concept of like most people quit when you know you if you kind of draw a picture in your head of of a line and there's a big dip in it and then it comes back up and goes even higher than where the line started most people hit you know hit that bottom of the bottom and just give up um, hmm. and it's this whole concept of like no 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 like that's the point you have to keep moving because you're about to hit the increase um, yeah. And I think that's that's oftentimes with with people in life, whether it's like, you know, it's um, it's sin you're trying to conquer in your life and you come to this place where it's just life is completely out of control. Um, yeah. You know, destruction is all around you because of what sin has caused. I um, mean, you're at this place of like, it's never it can't get any better than this. But that's exactly what Jesus came for. That's what exactly what Jesus went to the cross and not only that conquered the cross for um, or conquered death for is, was for that moment in your life. Um, so you could feel uh, the the increase on the other side of the dip. Um, like this is the beauty of, of Christianity compared to uh, most things you know, ideas or thoughts out there. This is why, um, you know, Jesus's message is so powerful and impactful is you're never, you're never out. Like yeah. there isn't something you can do that, that completely, uh, nullifies your future. Like, no, yeah. you, you always have a chance to turn this thing around. You always have a chance for a better future. You always have a chance uh, for your best days being ahead of you. It's the beauty of, of being a Christian and following Jesus is knowing that yeah. your best days are ahead of you. If you choose mm -hmm. to, to get back up, if you choose to push through the hard times and the disappointments in the way that, you know, things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Um, if you choose to push past those and get back up, like your best days are ahead of you because Jesus has promised us that, right? Um, John yeah. 10, 10, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Um, he's promised this for you um, in this life, not just the next. Um, mm -hmm. So get back up and chase after those things. Don't let um, disappointment, don't let loss. And I know loss is a hard one to push through, but don't let these things um, redefine your future um, because they were yeah. never designed to. Um, these were just as, as you know, Andrew quoted, no, these were the troubles that you're going to face in this world. Um, but take mm -hmm. heart because he has overcome this world. Um, you have an advocate on your side. That's beyond anything this world could ever throw at you. Um, so embrace the advocate. 
Dude, I like that you brought up the the concept of the dip. And as you were talking about that, I'm familiar with that. I don't know if I read the whole book or I listened to Seth Godin talk about it or or what, but I'm familiar with that concept and um and I've known about it for a while, but as you were talking about it, some things came to mind that I've never associated with that. Um that I wanted to wanted to bring up cuz I think this concept is kind of all over all over the Bible in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought of um, Saul, you know, before he was mm-hmm. Paul. Um, Saul thought he was kind of on this this perfect trajectory. He thought he was doing God's will um, by pursuing Christians, killing them, um, bringing them to the courts, bringing them to the high temple, uh, the Jewish council, and, and punishing them, you know, doing horrible things to Christians. He thought that he was stamping out kind of this false religion inside of judaism and he was being very zealous for his religion that's what he thought and then he hits the dip where god straight up blinds him um speaks to him and and humbles him as he's on the way to to kill christians and in that moment he could have just probably stayed blind and probably stayed broken and kind of had his last uh just lost his vision forever, but had lots and lots of thoughts of like, oh, I thought I was serving God, but turns out I'm the worst servant ever. You know, turns out I was actually not. And that's it, you know, but God used him to spread the gospel in a crazy, crazy way. Used him to kind of put pen to paper or quill to paper or whatever they first wrote on, um, you know, to write um, I think like over a third of the New Testament was kind of pinned by Paul. Um, and anyway, so that's that's one crazy example of like, here's this huge dip where you realize, no, I actually was not serving God. God revealed himself um, and I didn't see it. And then boom, hit like a sledgehammer and you have a choice of do you stay down <laughs> or do you kind of transform and, and say, no, I'm going to I'm going to follow God as I know him to be now. And then the other one, man, that that came to mind right away was, um, you know, like death on a cross was a pretty brutal way to die. It wasn't something mm-hmm. that was reserved for just like, um, you looked at my my animal wrong. <laughs> you looked at my, my wife wrong. So I'm going to crucify you. Whoa, whoa, That's whoa, not whoa. what the Romans were doing. Like they looked at the animal like, like you look at your wife. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I- I was trying to I say think, like, like I you think looked, those people should get put on the cross. I'm just yeah. Anyway, I'm whatever just I was saying, <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to say it was more of like a serious uh, breaking of the law where, you know, they, they would put people on the cross to kill them. So it was like, it was a death penalty, but it was a big deal. So thinking about death on the cross, like the two thieves that died the same day that Jesus uh, died on the cross, um, they both thought their end was in sight. They both were like, you know, going into it. I know I did this crime. I know I deserve this. I knew the law. I broke the law. I'm going to die. I'm going to die a thief. Everybody's going to see me die a thief. Um, And the one is just, you know, on Jesus's one side, spitting on him, talking bad about him. Hey, if you were, if you're, if you're so special, if you're really God, take yourself down off the cross and why don't you save me too? You know, talking smack probably for hours really probably not for just a minute like we think of it in the snippet of the bible he's there 
um, saying, well, you're not God either. You're going to die and you deserve it just like I do. Um, and the other one, just kind of humbly talking to Jesus, like, Hey, I deserve this, but you don't. And, uh, and I'm sorry you're here and that's it. And Jesus kind of takes that and Hey, you're going to be with me today in paradise. You got nothing to worry about, you know? And it's like, what an extreme example of the dip, <laughs> like the lowest point in life, not just in your business endeavor, or your thing, but like this, like those are just two examples of, of life shaping moments where people are kind of presented with, are you going to accept things the way they are right now? Or are you going to uh, allow your paradigm to be shifted by God? So I don't know, yep. man, that might be totally off topic, but that sprang to mind when you were talking about the dip. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we struggle in this life. We struggle one to love ourselves, to love others, to love God, um, because we're not willing to change our perspective or what's the word you just used Our paradigm paradigm. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's what Christianity is. It's changing our paradigms. Mm -hmm. It's changing how we view this life, how we view people in this life. Like that's the sanctification process to the making you holy process that Jesus is taking you through this side of heaven um, until everything is restored. Um, yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. It's, it's constantly, when he says dying to yourself, it's, it's dying to how you understand this life, um, how you mm -hmm. understand that it works and it functions. It's how you view certain things. Like that's what you're dying to, to take on a new mm -hmm. identity in, in Jesus of a new reality. Um, and that's what, what you it is. Valued and, I think oftentimes, and what you value now. <laughs> yeah. And I think oftentimes yeah. with, with Christians, um, we miss out on it because we just, we're not willing to change our reality. We miss mm -hmm. out on the life that Jesus has for us. The life that, you know, you look at the, you look at people with such great faith that their life is falling around. They, they lose children early. Um, they lose uh, jobs uh, prematurely. They um, look at their life and everything that says success has been taken away from them. Um, even you look at the people that not even by their own doing, they, all these mm -hmm. things are taken away from them. Mm -hmm. um, and yet they still have hope. And yet mm -hmm. they still um, are uh, upbeat and ready to take on to the new challenges of the world. Um, like that, that's the kind of faith that we all want where you're like, man, that didn't even shake oh. him. Um, that didn't shake <laughs> in, even an ounce of him. He probably has mm -hmm. questions. He probably has things he's talking with God about, um, but like he's not shaken. He's still moving forward. Like mm -hmm. we, we look at those people and we admire them. We're like, man, I wish I could have, but that's, that's embracing this new reality um, as a new creation that the struggles that you're constantly dealing with today, and I know they feel huge. I get it. Uh, they, they feel immersive. It's like we, we were talking about earlier. I understand the politics of, of everything going on right now feel mm -hmm. huge. I understand because it's right in front of our face. It's uh, it enveloped us completely. Like it's all around us. Mm -hmm. um, but when we take a few steps back, um, like we're able to see the new reality that sure, who knows what happens to America in the next four to you know eight years uh i said four to eight years like i'm blaming biden um, <laughs> I, I just said four to eight years that's all uh, just say 20 years who knows it's yeah, a wild time years. Yeah. um but like when we take a step back you're like now nah. like everything's gonna be fine now it might not be fine and how i want it to be fine it might not right. be fine in terms of my life not changing at all um but it's gonna be fine in the sense that my hope isn't foundationed here 
my hope is foundation in Christ's mm-hmm. kingdom. And Christ's kingdom functions by different rules. There's a yep. different authority on the throne. Mm-hmm. And this authority is pure. And this authority is good. And this mm-hmm. authority is out for your best interest. And I think that's the piece that we miss. Um, because that's not the authority we experience here on earth, right? We experience mm-hmm. selfish authority that's that's all in it for themselves and protecting their own self-interest, um, which causes destruction to their lives and lives around them. Um, but no, Christ's Christ authority is, is perfect in all its ways, uh, meaning it's going to be what's best for you in all its ways. So when we choose to embrace that, and we choose to hold on to that hope, like there's nothing this life can throw at you. Um, as terrible as the things may be, you can get through them as terrible as the things you're going to feel in this life. If you're still breathing, like you're still here for a reason, embrace it. Yeah. Find the purpose yeah. and chase yeah. after it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, there's something here. There's a plan and the purpose that, that Jesus is trying to push you towards and he wants you to experience fulfilling, um, before you take your last breath. But I think oftentimes we miss out on it cause we're not willing to change our paradigm. We're not willing to change yeah. the, the view of our reality. Um, and we get stuck in these ruts and we just can't get out of them. So maybe that's the question, Andrew, is yeah. how do we get out of those things? Like, how do we start mm. to make those shifts um, to being the new creation that you are and a new citizen that you are of the kingdom <laughs> rather than of this world? Dang. That is... Uh, and I need you to a... give me like three <laughs> step-by-step points that get us there um, uh, that are rather sure. simple to complete. I don't yeah. want to work too hard. No problem. No um, problem. So if you can pull that Sounds off. like a simple. No, it's like that it. is, but that is the question, right? It's, that's a huge. And that's a struggle, right? Yeah. It's like, like how. That is the struggle. That's that is the question. That's just saying, okay, how do you go from, well, I read about Jesus. I read about this God, uh, Jesus and God, the father. I read about it in the Bible. I heard about it in Sunday school. I heard a a preacher talk about it. And it's like saying, well, am I culturally Christian? Whatever that is. Like I would fill out I'm Christian on a survey um, if that was one of my options. Or uh, how do you change it from kind of that outward focus of like, yeah, I'm just culturally Christian. Yeah, I go to church every once in a while and I don't have any personal relationship with God to no, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a follower of of the way, uh, as the the earliest Christians would call it. They didn't call it church. They just said we're part of the way, um, which was the lifestyle uh, of following God uh, through the example of Jesus. So I say all of that because it's like it, it's such a tough question, but to get really practical, like, and and this is obviously just through my lens because. I can only think through my brain uh, and my experience, but, um, or I, I know most about it, but man, a couple of the things, um, like as we think about forgiving ourselves and kind of getting out of that dip, whatever that dip might be in your life right now, or in the recent past or in the future, there's going to be a dip. Um, mm-hmm. whatever that is, like, uh, you gotta have, have hope <laughs> that you're on the right path. So for me, hope looks like I really believe in in my mind, in my heart, that I'm following God by by trying to live the way that Jesus taught and and trying to follow his example. I gotta really believe that deep down. Like I gotta have hope that I'm on the right path because when I hit a dip, uh, when I hit a 
let's I can say a dip, but when I sin and then I sin in the same way and I sin in the same way and I start to feel really beat down about it and I start to feel like, well, I'm never going to change. This is just the way it is. Um, that's what I would call a dip, you know, um, or the physical thing I talked about. Um, that can be that can be a dip. Um, but when you hit those moments, your faith is tested a little bit. Your your where is my foundation is tested a little bit. So I have to truly believe that following Jesus is is the right way. And I have to believe that today and tomorrow and the next day. And then when I hit the dip, I got to believe that still, you know. Um, so I guess I'm just saying, first of all, have hope in what you hope for, <laughs> you know, don't be wishy-washy, don't be, well, this might be right, or this might be right. It's like, no, I believe sincerely that I'm on the right path by following Jesus yeah. and his example. That Jesus God. Is, is the source of life. Yeah. Just start there like yeah. that. And, and I don't know how to flip that switch in somebody, you know, I don't know how that happens. It's not my job to flip the switch, but, but first of all, I got to start by believing that in my mind that, yeah, my hope is in Jesus and that's the one single place it should be. So start there, yeah. I guess. Well, and I think too, like, what do you think? And, and John, you know, made this statement, um, in, you know, he quoted Jesus in, in his vision and revelation. I just listened to that episode. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and, Revelations. and he, and he simply said this, like, and the point I'm trying to make is, you don't get to sit on the fence in Christianity. You're in or you're out. Mm. Um, yeah. Like that's that's the point that Jesus is trying to make, um, and kind of the point that Andrew is trying to make right now. But you know, you know, at, at Judgment Day, Jesus says, like, you were neither hot nor cold. You were lukewarm. I spit you out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, essentially denying you um, um, eternity. Well, eternity with Him. You can't play both the sides of the that, fence. With that him. I think we struggle with is. Um, you know, there's so many people that put their hope in so many different things rather than in just Jesus alone. And this is the struggle of humanity. I get it. Um, but like, this is, these are the things that, uh, when we put our, our full trust, we put our full faith in, in Jesus, that he is our source of life. He is our source of hope. Like that's foundational to how, however you live this life. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when, when life gets crazy, when trials show up, what, what it's good for is it's revealing to where you're actually putting your hope in your trust, in your own abilities, in our government, in, in whatever, um, rather than in Jesus. So now I get to redirect those things back to Jesus. And it, it's simple. It starts with just a prayer of, Hey, Hey Jesus, like, forgive me. I, I was, I was trusting in these things rather trusting in, yeah. in you. Yeah. And I want to learn yeah. how to trust in you more. Um, help me in that journey. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that journey starts with, you got to start the conversations with Jesus. Yeah. Like you can't live yeah. this life and not spend time with Jesus. Like mm -hmm. I, that, it's a, that's a wishy-washy life. Like you might have this belief system that, you know, lives in the background and um, dictates some of your behavior. But like, if you're not spending time with Jesus on a daily consistent basis, like you're missing out on so much life, so much wisdom, so much direction, so much um, molding. Like this is what the Christian life's about. Like it's yeah. a life with Jesus. This is literally went to what he went to the cross to, to restore was his relationship with, with you. Um, like this, these are the pieces that are so foundational to our faith that we miss out on. And part yeah. of it's our own fault as Christianity in terms of like, 
we've we've started to worship the Bible rather than the inspire of yeah. the Bible. Um, right. So it's like, read your Bible every day. And you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. but you don't read it just to read it. Like, that's not the point. The point is yeah. relationship. It's it's a tool to foster relationship. So totally. we read it because these are the recorded words of God to God's people. Um, but we really read it in relationship with Jesus. Jesus, what do you have to tell me today? What? How do you want to shape me, mold me? And, and what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Like these are the things that, that spur those conversations on. I mean, they're foundational in the sense of like, we don't get way off track um, because Jesus isn't going to contradict himself. Like it's recorded there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so stick to those things. But like, man, when, when we miss out on the relationship piece, um, you know, are we just going through the motions? Maybe you're like, well, I read my Bible every day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What does it look like? How does it feel? Is it conversation? Yeah. Does it feel like it's a connection with Jesus or it's just a chore? Well, if it's just a chore, foster the relationship. Hmm. Um, just like you foster a relationship with anyone else. It's no different. You've got to spend time with them. You've got yeah. to spend time with them and ask questions and talk about stories and talk about your life and um, all the things that you would do with, with a human being, you're going to do with, with God the Father as well. Um, like, it's no different. Um, and I think that's the piece we miss out on oftentimes. And no wonder our realities aren't changing. No wonder our yeah. perspectives or, or um, paradigms of this world aren't changing um, because mm. we're just we're not digging in to the relationship yeah. that matters most. Um, yeah. We're not digging into the Christian community relationship that should be around us as, as Christ mm -hmm. called us to love them as well. Um, and this is why we're missing out on so much. Does it take work? Yeah. Does it feel like... Mm -hmm discipline at times 100 percent yeah um, but it yeah. also is extremely life-giving most of the time um like yeah. those conversations are the best conversations i i have in a day most mm -hmm. of the time um mm -hmm. and throughout the day for that matter like don't let it just be one moment in time as as yeah. your journey with jesus just becomes second nature to to talk with him now if you're not a follower of jesus this sounds crazy and weird i get that too um but <laughs> like I, i'm telling you give it a shot um there's yeah. something to it um, Give it starts it to change the foundation in which you build your life on. Um, and we're not talking about this, this list of rules and don't, you know, do's and don'ts and being morally mm -hmm. right. We're not talking about any of those things. None of those things freaking matter. What we're talking about is our relationship with Jesus. I mean, as yeah. we foster those things, as we dig into those things, as we let him start to mold and shape our views of this life, not scripture changing our views of our life. That's important. But Jesus doing yep. it through scripture. That's important because we interpret yep. things wrong constantly. Uh, we start to mm -hmm. see it and that paradigm start to shift and change. Um, but yeah. I think that's, that's great. Andrew kind of to not sum up, but to sum up this part of the conversation, the first yeah. was figure out where your trust and hope is. Yes. I mean, it's not in Jesus start investing in those things. Um, yeah. and then once, you know, that starts to solidify, are you spending time with Jesus daily? Um, yeah. it's not a, like, it's not a checklist. It's not a chore. It's relationship. And we can't say that enough. And that's why we've gone through, you know, the last 35 episodes is we're trying to foster <laughs> relationship between you and Jesus and you and, and others. Um, that's mm -hmm. why we've, we've covered these verses. That's why we've covered these topics. Um, because yeah. we believe that this is where hope lives. Um, hope lives yes. when our foundation is set on Jesus. Hope yep. lives when we live our lives in, in the way Jesus called us to, which is to love him and to love people. Um, and to do those to the best of our ability. Um, and when we fail, we get back up and we try it again because we're going to fail. It's inevitable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or when life throws us a curveball, we didn't expect it that way. A trial shows up. Take what you can learn from it. Or were you but putting your trust heart. in your hope? I have overcome the world. 
That's how you yeah, remember. That's remember why you read your Bible. Just one tangent. I know we got to wrap soon, man, but one tangent of why you should read your Bible today, even if it feels like discipline. And let me be honest, I don't read it every day. I try to, I want to, but some days I get busy with other stuff. Um, read your Bible today so that tomorrow or the next month or the next year, that those things you read then can pop into your mind through the through the prompting of the Holy Spirit and make sense to the context you're in today. Um, so that maybe, maybe you read the, in this world you have many troubles, but take heart. Um, I've overcome the world. Maybe you read that when you're on vacation with your legs up and you are resting, you, you've slept better for a whole week than you've slept the whole year before, your belly's full, you have no trouble. There's no trouble in the world that you're worried about in that moment. But guess what? Six months later, year later, two years later, something's going to come knocking on your door where, boom, that verse can be used if you know it. And, and it can remind you of the truth uh, that, that Jesus taught us that that was outlined in the bible and spoken through the bible the holy spirit can use it in that moment to speak to you that's maybe why you read your bible today is not always so that every single word that you read that moment can pop off the page and apply and blow your mind sometimes it does but you read it today because you're putting it in the bank for when you need it you know and and really putting it in the bank so that the holy spirit can kind of inspire through it in in his timing uh, not necessarily in your timing. So yeah, man, that's my final yeah. thought on that. Yeah. And the other, the other piece too, like, uh, there's a verse I'm trying to remember that, um, I recently read that I think fits here so well. And for the life of me, I can't find it nor remember what the verse actually says. I just keep getting ah, glimpses of it that's as we're talking, which is frustrating. But, mm-hmm. um, like I, I think of this, you, if you think through, um, your elementary school years and you think through the things you learned through those years, um, what brings back more impact the teacher's relationship or what the teacher taught, mm-hmm. right? Like there's more impact. And I think back of, you know, I had a great, uh, uh, history teacher, my junior year of high school, um, yeah. learned a ton from him. Can I tell you exactly what I learned from him? No. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you as things come up, if I think back, I was like, Oh, I probably learned that from Mr. Jagoya. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was the relationship. Like that's the yeah. impact that had on my life. And it's the same thing in, in spending time with Jesus through reading his word and prayer. Yeah. It's the relationship. That's the thing we hold on to and come back to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not the things that necessarily you're, you're reading or learning in those moments. They play a role. They're important, but like that's, that's not the thing that has the greatest impact. It's relationship. Right. Um, and I think this is where we miss it. When we're reading we're reading scripture is we don't do it for a relationship. Um, we're not using it as a tool to have conversation and then letting that being the jump off point for that conversation to continue, um, over the next you know few days, um, or a few hours, whatever it happens to be right. Like it's just this information that we store away and it's not information. That's not the point. There's information in there. There's, there's moral truths in there. Um, there's things that have impact on our lives and how we live and don't live. But it's relationship is the key. Yeah. We can't say it enough. Like it's, it's my conversations, the deep conversations that I get to have with Jesus about my life and about my thoughts and about my emotions and about the things going on that were a jump off point from a, a simple intro of one of Paul's letters. 
that took you down this rabbit trail of Mm -hmm. conversation because conversation leads to relationship, right? Like this is what we're trying to dig into. And then there's other times where you say absolutely nothing and you just sit there uh, and, and just experience the relationship of just his presence being around. Um, Like we get those moments as well that, that are so fruitful and no conversations happening. Um, At least not, you know, conscious conversation. Right. Audible. Um, And I think we miss out on that as well. Like, Scripture is so important. It's important because it's foundational. It's important um, because it, it fosters relationship with Jesus. But it's not the most important thing. It's so mm-hmm. s- needs to be so clear. Jesus, yeah. God the Father, His foundation is the most important thing. Now, a lot of that's recorded in Scripture, and that's great. We have it. Um, it's God's word, you know, written down. Um, but it's not the thing that we worship, and I think that's where we get into a lot of trouble is when we start to worship it rather than the relate, you know, the other side of the relationship, which is Jesus, yeah. um, and we chase after those things. Um, and you know, it, it's easy for us to say like, well, if you're in the middle of uh, yeah. of a crappy trial season and everything just seems to be coming around to you, it's easy for us to say, well, just focus on your relationship with Jesus more. <laughs> and though right. that is a true statement. It's difficult to do when things are hard. And this is where Christian community comes into play. Um, This is where, you know, those that love God and love you in that order play a huge role because sometimes we're just so disconnected from the source um, because of, you know, because of our paradigm, you know, not changing our reality, not changing um, sin that's entered the picture and have taken control. So many different things that, that, that does that in our lives that we need those followers of Jesus that love Jesus, love us, um, to jump into our lives. So yeah. the first step is, as we said numerous times through the last 15 episodes is tell somebody what's going on. Tell yeah. somebody, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on in my head. Um, if you're married, tell your spouse, but don't just tell your spouse. Um, and I think this is an important step. Um, mm-hmm. like yes, your spouse is, is a great source for these things, but the problem is you are one at this point. Um, and if you are one at this point, sometimes you need an outside source um, to be that that support yeah. and that burden carrier. So let somebody else know outside of, of your marriage yeah. Um, yeah. To, to speak into it. Don't hide things from your spouse. That's a bad idea. Right. But right. Um, you definitely may need other people to speak into these things. Because um, yeah. sometimes those that are closest to us just let us continue to to live in our destructive behavior um, right. because it's easier for everybody and we need somebody to step in and, and start to help yeah. carry I don't carry want to those deal with that for us. Uh, that's right or with us that's is probably right. a better way to say that yeah yeah man I think that's super helpful um, I don't know I you know we started out to kind of talk about this idea of if you're going to love other people well you got to be able to forgive yourself um, and I think the reason why is because you're forgiven. <laughs> and if you if you can't accept forgiveness for yourself, then you probably can't accept it for the Lord or from the Lord. Um, and that's going to impact a lot of how you see life. It's going to impact that paradigm. It's going to impact the way you look at the world. And uh, I don't know. I just think starting with the really practical stuff we just laid out of where does your hope come from? Where do you have hope in? Is it through Jesus? And if it's not, how can it be through Jesus? You know, start there, um, then move into kind of how do I hear from him? How do I get to know the Lord better? Um, I spend time with him. Well, what does that look like? Reading your Bible, praying, um, having real conversations like you talked about, 
and then opening up to the people side, having real conversations with people. If here's what I'm struggling with and people, not just random Joe's on the street, but people who love God and love you in that order, like you talked about, it seems like, I feel like those are three good steps. You start there, you can't go wrong. Um, and I'm not going to give you another 10 steps. I just feel like those are three foundational things that you can do today, tomorrow, this month, this year, and, and start moving. So, um, yeah. I don't know, man. That's all good. And, Dude, I, uh, think, and I, think I think it's part of this Jesus life. On this series, we've spent 15 episodes talking about 1 Corinthians 13 um, because we believe Jesus' commands of loving God and loving people, um, them being mutually exclusive, um, are all about relationship. And we said, if we're going to love people well, how do we love people? So we went straight to the love verses. And these aren't yeah. just for romantic, intimate relationships or relationships you know, that you call the closest, but these are for all relationships that we function inside of. Um, and as you said earlier, Andrew, you know, that, that verse, those section of verses, verse 11, is it 11? Eight, verse eight says, mm -hmm. and love never fails. Yep. Um, when things are failing around you, relationships mm -hmm. specifically, mm -hmm. probably because love exited the situation. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring love back into that situation? And love takes a lot of sacrifice, takes a lot of patience. It's, it takes a lot of denying of oneself and our wants yeah. and our desires for the sake of the other. It's not easy, um, but yeah. that's the thing that, that continues to allow relationship to foster and to grow. Um, uh, dig into your relationship yeah. with Jesus. Um, you know, we covered uh, verses or episodes like four through eight, nine, something like that. We call them mm -hmm. Jesus habits of just yeah. things that help foster that relationship. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to do a fast to reset. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you need to practice a new habit. Um, but here are the things that help foster that relationship with Jesus from your perspective or what you can do from your side. Um, and then Jesus, of course, is there. He's waiting. Um, he hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, he is 100% uh, um, present in your life, whether you feel him or not. Yeah. Um, and he has a purpose and a plan for your future. Uh, we start a new series, Andrew. New What do we series. do next? I don't know if we hey, said this. No, we haven't. People, we are going into the parables, parables that Jesus talked about. Um, and it's going to be a great ride. Um, kind of the, the stories that Jesus used to teach big concepts of what does the kingdom of heaven look like? So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And I think we're going to be there for probably at least 15 episodes. So um, we'll be seeing you there. We, you can listen to us talk about parables in just a couple weeks. It's coming up, coming in hot. And I'm excited about it. It's not even a couple of weeks. It'll be next week from when <laughs> okay. they're listening to this. It's coming really soon. Yeah. Like if you're for listening us, next it week. is in our yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. But Sorry about that. It will be next week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll kick that off. And we're trying to look at it from maybe a different perspective, maybe pulling things out of it that uh, you may not have seen before. Um, because oftentimes when we hear certain stories, right, we like, we know mm -hmm. how this ends. Um and it's true, we do know how it ends. But at the same time, I think there's more meat inside of what Jesus is trying to teach us that we can pull out, that we may yeah. be missing. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do for you as we dig into these parables uh, starting next week. 
Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.